Welcome to Anime Out of Context, a comedy review show hosted by a basement dweller who grew up scrounging terrible fan subs on sketchy websites prior to the convenience of modern streaming, alongside a willfully ignorant soul whose only knowledge of anime comes from the shows forced upon him here. This show will contain spoilers, incorrect information, and copious amounts of adult language. Our hosts are not experts on any topic, and everything they say should be taken with a grain of salt. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And sometimes I feel like I'm just living in a bug's life spewing off Deepak Chopra quotes. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Ah, oh, Remington. We've been we've been pretty hip lately. <laughs> we've been yeah, pretty yeah, you cool. Know, those are definitely words that I would I would uh, use to describe us. We are definitely hip, cool, and fly. Yeah, because, I mean, we've been staying trendy, Remington. Sure, lately we, yeah. Lately, we've done a lot of very modern anime. Yeah, that, that's that's true. We've, we've been very upfront. The most modern, of course, being King of the Hill. Um, um, okay, you can't <laughs> even say that as a joke. <laughs> it's timeless. Like it's always is modern. It? I would I would hard disagree. I would say it is the definition of a period piece. <laughs> oh god. All right, but uh I, I assume with with this you're you're building up to to a juxtaposition of sorts, Sean. Mm, I would if I knew how to spell it. Uh <laughs> But uh, yes, I, I'm gonna assume yeah that that we're we're gonna be doing something nice and different. Yes, yeah, I, I figured that you know the oldest thing we've done in recent time was frickin' Don Machi because that and that was 2014. That's still pretty recent, and I'm gonna keep saying it's pretty recent because I don't want to think about how old I am right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, but overall, like that's that's. You know, that's pretty modern. Uh, and it's been a while, so I figured that we would we'd hop into our way back machine, Remington. Okay, okay, perfect. How far back we going? Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit of a trip. Uh, it's a magical distant land. A distant land that was only really dreamed about when we were youngins. The distant land of two thousand and four. Ah yes, old two thousand and four. Things were back so when different cowboys were roaming the prairie. <laughs> I like. I look at my presentation of that. It makes cowboys sound like a just this natural creature. <laughs> As we all know, uh, until the great uh, mass extinction event of two thousand and five, <laughs> cowboys ran wild on the western plains. As we now, can you can see, only see them in in rural parts of places they don't belong. As we can like, see, this 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 ancient cowboy from the Clint Eastwood species, it is. Uh, it seems to be getting absolutely sloshed. In an attempt at a mating ritual later tonight, it will inevitably fail. I was about to pull out my Clint Eastwood, but it is very bad, so I'm not going to do that. (laughs) Hey, Yugs, look at me. I'm I'm a badass cowboy, Yugs. Hey. Oh, God. Uh, But... Uh, 2004, man, because I figured we should uh, dip back into some uh, older stuff just to kind of balance things out a little bit. Uh, and it's been a uh, while what, since we've done something what, pre-2010, I'd say. Yeah, and, and what what old what older anime are we about to jump into in this already highly cursed episode? <laughs> uh, 
Well, of course, we're going to jump into a fairly interestingly cursed anime. Uh, <laughs> how, how appropriate. Uh, because the anime we're going to be talking about uh, today is a bit of a weird one for us, Rem, uh, because it's an adaptation. It's a book adaptation, uh, and we don't really get many book adaptations uh, in anime. Uh, I believe. I mean, lo- it, feels, it seems like you're calling out light novels. That's because I am, Remington. Oh, shit. Uh, you haven't read light novels, Rem. There's a reason they're called light novels and not books. <laughs> they can be wonderfully well-written and greatly entertaining, but it's hard to find a light novel that is more on the novel side than the light side. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Yeah. So so a proper novel adaptation. Yes, yes, yes. And you might be thinking, now, what kind of story could be perfectly adapted into a modern anime? Like any of them? Because that's just... <laughs> I mean, it's just a book. I swear to God, if it's like a book about a video game, I'm going <laughs> to lose yes, my Because Remington, we're going to be talking about Ready Player One today. <laughs> that great, great series. <laughs> that everybody loves because it references all the things they love and they're definitely not blinded by the fact that all it does is reference things they like. Uh, uh, what, what, a, what a delightful what a delightful anime series that. Oh, God. Uh, but no, Rem, I figured that I could show you like something uh, a bit more modern. I mean, the closest thing we've ever gotten was Secret World of Arietti and that could hardly be called an adaptation. Uh, whereas... Today, Reb, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite uh, anime adaptations. Uh, it's simply called uh, Gonkutsuo. Gonkutsuo. Oh, but of course. Yep. Uh, otherwise known as The Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Hmm? What's, wrong? What's up, Reb? Sure. You okay? Fuck it. But uh, of course. Because everybody knows that the Count of Monte Cristo is just filled to the brim with waifus and husbandos. Oh, uh, you know the fucked up thing, Sean? Yes. Although I'm obviously familiar, I have neither seen nor read the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, God, really? So this is going to be my first proper impression. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> Rem, I thought I thought our shared love of books would be a good starting ground for this. You haven't read? Oh no! Unfortunately, it, it, it's not one that I've gotten to. So this this is gonna be my my first and only impression of the Count of Monte Cristo. Uh, well, there's also have you had the sandwich at least? Uh, pardon me. The, the Monte Cristo sandwich. Oh yes, uh, it's a delightful sandwich. Yeah. So surely the, the anime adaptation yeah, so, of the classic so, literary that is, book. That is where is I will be <laughs> judging it upon. <laughs> is the anime a better adaptation than the sandwich? <laughs> I'll be honest. I think the sandwich it hit it hit all the right emotional beats. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did think the descriptions were a little bit lackluster, but uh, but just like the the emotional impact was there, so. We'll see if the anime can compete with it. Okay. Well, Ren, I suppose I, I guess I have to give you a summary of the Count of Monte Cristo first then, huh? I mean, I'm familiar, but I, that's probably worthwhile. All right. So basically speaking, Rem, the Count of Monte Cristo is a revenge story. Hell yeah, brother. Relatable. Very fantastic uh, revenge story. Essentially, uh, our main character was wrongfully convicted, imprisoned, and exiled for a crime he did not con- commit all orchestrated by one of his uh, former allies. And he goes on a grand quest to get epic, uh, vile revenge on all the people who've wronged him. And it was a very popular book written uh, back in, oh, what was that? 1844 to 1846, I think. So okay. it's, a, it's a bit older. Uh, it's a, a French 
a French book written by a gentleman called uh, Alexandre Dumas. Oh, but of course. I believe I pronounced that right. I don't speak French. We're, we are great with our pronunciation. Yes, uh, in collaboration with Auguste, Auguste <laughs> Maquette. <laughs> uh, look, man, it's a bit rough. Uh, but it, it was considered a very popular little uh, series that came out. And, you know, it honestly, I feel like it's going to be a bit rough to explain uh, overall to you, Rem. Uh, especially considering that the adaptation we're talking about, uh, Gankutsuo, is, uh, is definitely an adaptation but it's also kind of a sideways adaptation. It's an adaptation that takes the original text and the original story and then makes it, oh, turns it into a different genre, similar to what you do with like most Shakespeare plays. Okay, okay, I get you, I get you. What genre? Well, it's a little hard to explain, Rem. Um, all right, okay, but sounds the, spooky. It is. Uh, so the general synopsis of uh, Gonk- uh, uh, Gonkutsuo is... In the year 5053, okay. bit of a jump from 1843, but hey. A little bit. Uh, it's, all, French... it's all old. It's just all old, right? Yeah. It's just yeah, What's y- the difference between like two centuries and 15? Like it's just, it's all <laughs> the same difference. Yeah, it's it's all the same, basically. Uh, French aristocrats, uh, Viscount Albert de Morcef and Baron Franz de Ipane. Yeah, that's right. They use actual French names in this. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> are attending a festival on the carnival... On the carnival, a festival of carnival. Ah, bleh, 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 bleh. We are the- nailing this episode, uh, might I say. I this would is, say so. This Let might be our one magnum more opus. Uh, Viscount Albert de Morcef and Baron Franz de Ipine attend the festival of carnival on the moon city of Luna. While Franz is looking to have fun, Albert is seeking something more to fill his life, but he finds more than he bargained for in the Count of Monte Cristo, a mysterious and charming self-made nobleman who meets his gaze during an opera performance. I'm so sorry, really, is this is this yaoi baiting? Look, Rem, we don't we don't want to use harsh words like this. <laughs> is, is this is this another dating sim show? <laughs> <laughs> Are we in another harem anime, Sean? Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now, no. No. (laughs) I suppose that's up to interpretation, Rem. Shit. (laughs) Look, Rem, I wanted to do this episode so that we could get a little culture back into our podcast, you know? I figured that since we did so much, like, uh, lewd trash, edgy trash, you know, just all the classic animal anime stuff, that we should you know, we should dip into classical literature. It might broaden our horizons, make us seem more appealing to the intelligent people out there. Oh, God. All right. Okay. This this sounds like it's going to be going to be a bit of a shit show. But hey, that fits with how things are going right now. Yes, but it's okay, Rem, uh, because the one little bit of hope I'm going to give you, because this is, it is a bit tricky to explain, uh, because it is an adaptation, but it's also kind of, it's, it's a loose adaptation, I'll be honest. It's pretty loose, but yeah. It has a character named Count of Monte Cristo. There we go. Yeah, but I will tell you, this is one of the weirdly most gorgeous shows of its time period. Okay. So do with that what you will, because it is wait, very much- wait, I have to ask. I have to ask. It's a pretty show. How's the water? Look, let's not talk about that, <laughs> I, I don't think- I don't Does think we have, have to bring the water. water. You son of a bitch. Look, the water, the water is there, but you don't, I don't think it's as distracting as you might make it out to be. Look, let's just say that colorful decisions made in this anime are going to be an interesting treat, to say the least. Uh, so, Rem, to get this over with as quickly as possible, I'm so sorry. The second half of this will be way more interesting, trust me on that. (laughs) 
we're I, just we're just accepting the part one of this episode. It's look, like clusterfuck. Look, we spent all our energy on last week's episode, which we just got done recording. I, I'm feeling the burnout. I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna go in a hole and cry now because I hate what I've just done to this episode. Uh Oh, Long story right, short, sure. Ram, it's a futuristic story of revenge, wait, intrigue, wait, drama, wait, and... Wait a minute. Wait, what? futuristic? Well, yeah, the, the year is 5055. Oh, yeah, no, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, 5053, I... excuse me. The year okay. 5053, Ram, it doesn't <laughs> get much more futuristic <laughs> than that. I, uh, to add to the clusterfuck, I thought you said 553. <laughs> yes, Remington, we turned the Count of Monte Cristo <laughs> into a fucking Roman... <laughs> A Roman story, oh, because that's what oh, you do with shit. weird adaptations, am... is you take it back in time to when those countries oh, don't even exist. Actually, when did, when did, when does France exist? <laughs> when does France exist? This is an important when question. When does France exist? I, oh, this, and, my, and this part, save us, we're, we're so far in the hole, this might end up being our worst part one of any episode of all time. Holy shit. I don't know. Fist of the North Star was pretty bad. Oh, God. That one was so... Oh, God. Look, we'll make up for it in part two. I promise. I'm, while, I don't. While Rem's watching the anime, I'm going to go look up when France started. <laughs> cool. So let's get started then, Rem. Let's go watch some some uh, Gankutsuo, The Count of Monte Cristo, while I apologize to everybody who loves this anime deeply and profoundly. Previously... Wait a minute. Wait, futuristic? The year 5053, Rem. It doesn't get much more futuristic than that. Up next. Did I Psyche K myself? Did I fuck up here? You don't call him Mills for nothing. It's in the name, Rem. Now, back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming four whole episodes of Gankutsuo, the Count of Monte Cristo. And Remington, was I wrong in telling you that this show had a unique style to it? Uh, you, you, you know, Sean, uh, oh, I can only really speak for, like, the, the first, I don't know, 15 seconds. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I think after that, I, I've become legally blind, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's consistent or not. Who knows? <laughs> I must have made I must have made reading the subtitles extra difficult, Ram. <laughs> I I would say that the the visual style of of the Count of Monte Cristo it is the equivalent of of like Colin Mockery's shirts on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Or if you <laughs> if you deep fried an anime, that that's what we're those are the levels we are getting into right now, Sean. Some um, deep, deep fried French literature right here. I I say this with all due respect, but the first fifteen seconds of the first episode after the intro, of course, uh may be the the most egregious thing that I have ever seen in my goddamn life. I, it, it genuinely, it pained me to watch. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Rem. It was so colorful and bright and different. Yeah, all of those things are, are true. Um, the, the key word that's missing there is a good decision. <laughs> and... Oh dear God! Um, let let me let me be upfront. Uh, we we posited a question in part one. I 
the the sandwich is a better adaptation. Choose the sandwich any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Easy decision. Um, uh, I okay. Another problem. Uh, there's so fucking much going on. <laughs> there's so much. Um, I I'm going to in a moment go through everything that happens in episode one. Right. Okay. Um, I had a moment. Where I was like, did I Psyche K myself? Did I fuck up here? Is this the actual anime? Before mm-hmm. deciding, well, surely this, if, if, if we're talking this level, it couldn't get a season two. And I hope I'm not proven wrong about that. No, no, it's uh, one complete story in 24 episodes. 24? Oh, God, that's way too many episodes still. Holy shit. Because in these four episodes... So much has happened and nothing has mattered. It is, oh my god. Uh, alright, so we, we start, Count of Monte Cristo has an English OP which fucked me up, uh, <laughs> made me restart, cause sometimes I accidentally hit the, the sub, I mean, hit the dub rather than the sub, right? And on this podcast, we tend to watch the subs. So, yeah. Uh, I, we open up and it's just nice old American English singing. And I was like, this doesn't seem right. So I have to go double check. Yes, it's right. Okay. Let's go back in. Uh, all right. So I'm, I'm just going to very quickly go through everything that happens in episode one. Normally I intersperse it with commentary. There'll be some commentary, but overall, I just want to give our audience an idea of, of a single episode of The Count of Monte Cristo. All right, I think that's reasonable. Uh, so our, our main character, Albert, his best friend, Franz, they go to the moon carnival. At the moon carnival, uh, a, a woman named Marquis, she's, she meets up with, with Franz. They go all, everyone sees an opera together. At the opera, woman is singing, uh, the Count throws a bouquet at her fancy, fancy. Um, then Albert decides, oh my God, that Count of Monte Cristo, holy shit. Uh, he decides for some reason to chase the Count of Monte Cristo after the opera's done. So he chases the Count, uh, where he ends up, uh, finding on the floor the Count's, uh, pocket watch, his golden special pocket watch. Uh, he goes up, uh... A huge elevator at the top of the entire building is is what can best be described as the Count's UFO. Uh, the the Count passes him, gets on his UFO. Uh, there's a brief conversation uh, with with Franz at that point where it's like, oh, the Count hardly talks to anybody. It's real difficult to get an audience with him. And then they get a, a letter from the Count being like, hey, congratulations, you didn't have to do anything, but now you have uh you have an audience with me. Come come hang out with me. So they go have a dinner with with the Count, uh, and then there's some weird exposition that the Count has about love because he is an angsty boy. Boy, oh boy, is he an angsty boy. Uh, and, and then he's like, oh, I want to invite you to, to more food. Let's have a little luncheon tomorrow, um, you know, at the execution. It'll be a great time, lovely time. So they, they have a luncheon with the Count uh, to watch an execution. And at the execution, there's, there's three people being executed. One, don't give a shit. They don't give a shit about him. Neither should we. One of them claims innocence, uh, on some murders they're accused of. And the third one is like, yeah, I killed a bunch of motherfuckers. What's up? So the Count 
of Monte Cristo is like, oh, let's play a pardon game. I have three playing cards here. One has each of their initials on it. And I also have a pardon from the Cardinal. Only one person gets pardoned. Choose who it is. And then there's some weird drama. It's like, oh my God, it's so intense. Who's it gonna be? Even though we were just introduced to this shit and I don't give a damn. And so, uh, Albert ends up choosing. And of course it's the serial killer who was like, yeah, I fucking did it. And so France feels a little bad. Uh, later on, well, we get a brief scene about like the Count of Monte Cristo fencing or some shit. Later on, we get an argument with France and Albert. Uh, they part ways. Uh, and then on the city streets of the moon, uh, Albert finds a girl, uh, well, a girl finds him and then they start talking and they decide, Hey, let's fuck right here in the middle of, of an alleyway in a dingy dark alleyway that. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, it's carnival, mate. You gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you know, have a, a bit of fun room. when it's carnival. Uh, but then right as he's about to like stick it in, she pulls out a gun and is like, Hey, fuck you. You're getting mugged. And so that's episode one. <laughs> I just, I, I, all of that, one episode, one yep. fucking episode. Yep. I mean, I followed it pretty easily. I don't know about you. I <laughs> yeah, made sense I, to me. I feel like there's a missing ingredient there or something, dude. I, there's a disconnect. Count of Monte Cristo, um, it is either like playing on the fourth dimension. Like it is, it Have is Have you seen above. the art style? <laughs> this this anime, I don't know if it's meant for human consumption. It is it is beyond us. Uh it is beyond us in so many ways. Um or alternatively, it's a bit shit. So those <laughs> those are possibilities. Ah, so we're going to get angry emails this time. What a strange <laughs> twist we? for our program. Are we? Yes, we are, Rem. What? And I'm going to get a lot of those ones directed at me because they're going to be very upset that I only showed you four episodes of this show. <laughs> oh, four was enough, I assure you. <laughs> I know it's a bit early, but Rem, care to take a guess at what this uh, show is rated on Mal? Oh, God. Well, see, you saying that has me questioning what my answer is saying that we'll get angry letters. Oh, God, is this beloved? It shouldn't be beloved. Please, no. Uh, it, I'm going to say uh, like 7.89. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, oh, but no, 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 no. Uh, with only 58,000 uh, reviews, uh, it's definitely a, a cult hit, if you could call it that. Uh, oh. It is currently sitting at Mal with an 8.17. <laughs> And just to break uh, break the uh, the formula a little bit, on IMDb, it's an 8 out of 10. On TV.com, it's an 8.7. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. I, am, I am aghast. I am astonished. Oh, yeah, no. This show is beloved by many. I, I don't get it. I'm genuinely confused. Some, I'm like, all right, well, the weebs like it when a boy fucks his sister. Like, I get why the weebs Hold on. like it, even <laughs> hey, if I disagree. Wait a but minute. But this one, I'm like, I, I have uh, no idea. Do they see something different and mistake it for good? No. <laughs> What's happening here? There's a lot at play in this show. I'll tell you right now. Uh, <laughs> The only mistake I can think of off the top of my brain was making myself watch all 24 episodes in a span of two sittings. 
that that was a bit much oh, for me, God. as Four displayed by my uh, issues trying me. to explain it. Because I, I don't know if you could tell, Rem, but it's a little more than just an adaptation of an old French uh, classic. They went balls to the wall, and I don't. I what the fuck is happening at any time? They, uh, a lot oh, is happening, God. Rem. Uh, and I I'll be honest. I was so banking on you having read The Count of Monte Cristo before we're doing this episode. <laughs> because I I thought that with our shared love of classic literature, that surely he must have read this one at least. Nope, and therefore we could make a great uh, comparison on what this show is trying to do in comparison to the original works, what it keeps, what it uh, changes. I, I mean, and... I, I, I still like, I'm at least familiar with like the premise of the Count of Monte Cristo and like cultural relevance and whatnot. I, I can see that it's trying for some similar themes of love, friendship, betrayal, etc. I don't think it's doing any of its themes well. <laughs> at all <laughs> but you know it's i i can see some of what it's going for what if i told you that this is one of the most popular uh, adaptations of this work what the fuck dude i'm so tilted i don't know if that's true or not but i think i would tilt you <laughs> unironically, unironically, this this motherfucker is going in the same category, just like artistically for me, as a Forest Fairy Five. So that's <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I think that both have the same level of merit. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I except big difference here. This was made in 2004 when they just barely got their hands on the technology they used to make it. It shows. <laughs> In comparison oh, to Forest Fairy 5, which came out six years ago. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's still rather... our least listened to episode, I think. <laughs> I would much rather wa watch more Forest Fairy 5 than Count of Monte Cristo. Count of Monte Cristo. First of all, um, it's hideous. It is an assault on the senses at all times, especially at the be beginning, the first, like, few minutes. But it still continues. They do the thing where they are very texture happy. God, do they love their fucking textures. And they do it where the textures are flat on the background and the characters, like, they move across the textures, if that yes. makes sense. If, if you see it, you would recognize the, the strategy that they're doing. Um, so, the like, the, oh, my jacket is this hyper-specific texture, but as I move across the screen or turn around, the texture stays in the same place even though I am moving, right? Um, and so they also decide, not only do they do that, but every character has like four different textures on them. They have like a hair texture and then like three different clothing textures. And so you, uh, at the screen on any given moment, you have a billion different textures, all very noisy, all competing for space and attention. Um, backgrounds are simultaneously completely barren and empty while at the same time being busy as all fuck. Uh, you get so much terrible CGI. Uh, so, some, some more egregious than others. It, it's a trip to watch. And while, while they have an ambitious visual style, the animation is, is quite plain and, and, uh, the, the actual, like, animation, it's just sort of there. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, I suppose we should continue on past the first episode. Spark um, notes it, if you will, because, uh, like you said, a lot so goes much. on. 
in one episode. It's a little hard. We might be here a while. Which, oh God, I don't, so much happens. None of it matters. Uh, Why is the Count like a dark elf? Why? (laughs) What the fuck is going on with that? Well, Rem, Uh, if you just finished the series, you'd understand. Oh, of course. He's I mean, a, it all does make sense boy. in the end. Good but... old moon boy. All right. <laughs> so, uh, episode two, we we start where we left off with the fuck mugging. Um, France, he's he's getting it on with his own moon girl. Uh, there's some exposition at the party that they're at that's like, oh yeah, no, don't go at night. Don't go out at night on the moon. Uh, you'll you'll get fucked up. You're you're gonna die if you do that. And France is like, oh, but Albert did that, and they're like, oh, he's probably fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> So, Albert gets kidnapped. Uh, We had some weird, tragic dad backstory from Franz. That's yet... I Okay. Um, Franz, eventually, he leaves. He sees the pardoned killer, right? Uh, And there's a ransom letter. Pay 50 million uh, or or he's going to die by sunup. And you only have a few hours at this point. He can't get the money from the bank because solar winds are interfering with their connection to Europe. He goes around, can't get the money. He visits the Count, who is... I, I haven't talked a lot about the Count. He is an... I, I mentioned he's an angsty boy. He's just an edgelord. He is uh, an edgelord that... They're trying to make him really interesting. And Jesus Christ, he fucking isn't. Uh, he is bland as all fuck. He is... He's trying to be... He's like the image of a suave, mysterious man without any depth to him. Man, those emails are gonna be vicious. For the 12 <laughs> people who have seen this show, <laughs> the, the emails are gonna be vile. Oh, God. Oh. So, the Count pays uh, the ransom uh, to stop the murder. Um, Albert saved uh, just in time. Um, he was going to be, like, branded by a hot sword. But then Peppo, who is the girl that he was going to fuck but ended up mugging him and kidnapping him, she, for some reason, intervenes and stops it for, like, no character motivation. Like, genuinely makes no goddamn sense in the moment. Um, then Count shows up and he he fights against the, the sort of mob boss, Luigi Vampo. And Luigi is like, ah, if it isn't the king of the cave, uh, and he stabs the Count, and the Count is like, I don't care that I've been stabbed, and stabs Luigi in the eye. They save Al. Um, Peppo decides that she's gonna leave the crew, right? They have dinner with the Count again, and he's like, the Count's like, I'll I'll visit you in Paris sometime. Oh, by the way, Peppo, the girl you're going to fuck later, um, I I know you want to stay on the moon and fuck her, but actually she's a boy, so instead Al is like, well, guess it's time to leave then. And that's episode two! (laughs) Wow, you got through a lot in like 30, uh, like a minute and a half, give or take. I'm trying, man. (laughs) Cause it's like, what do I leave out? It's all on the same level of relevance. All of it. It's not like, oh, here's the, here's the A plot. Here's the B plot. It's like, all right, here, all of it is. I, I don't understand. I also, one thing I also don't understand. Well, first of all, everything. But like some people are driving cars, other, but the Count, he's an edgy classic boy. So he has a carriage for some reason. Um, There are lots of flashbacks. And in the flashbacks, the character textures are normal, uh, which if anything infuriates me even more. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because it's not even consistent. Uh, I, I don't get the world they're trying to build. I don't understand. 
all the characters are shit. I hate this so much. I hate this. This is suffering. If, if you've never seen The Count of Monte Cristo, all I ask, it, it, there's probably episode one on YouTube. Just watch the first minute after the, the OP, right? The first minute. And if your eyes don't like physically hurt, then maybe you can give it a try. <laughs> See, now that's really going to bother people because a lot of, this is one of those anime where people uh, say that the whole thing as a whole, watching all 24 episodes is really where it uh, oh, I, all comes together. Get the fuck out of here. And that's a little hard to do with our show. And I knew if I tried to get you to watch all 24 episodes in one sitting that you would actually come and murder me. <laughs> I don't know if you made me watch all 24. I don't know. I would need like months to recover just like not only mentally but just my optic nerves oh god <laughs> what if i told you that a lot of the praise for the show comes from the unique visual aspects no that that's because people see something that's really different right which i can appreciate trying but that doesn't mean it succeeds that doesn't mean it's good so they see something different and they're like, oh, wow, this is so artistic and good, especially because it's an adaptation from classic French literature, right? So it, it, it feels like it's being real, real subversive and intelligent. No, it's not. I hate to break it to you. That is not the case. Uh, all right, let's get to episode three, uh, which is where the Count shows up and tries to fuck a MILF. All right, so... <laughs> Well, I mean, it's in the name. It's in the name, Ryan. You don't call him MILFs for nothing. So, uh, Albert has a nightmare about the Count. Uh, he wakes up. He goes for a drive with a billion characters we do not know. Uh, some of them get stuck in it. There's just too many fucking characters. They have a picnic just around. Um, the characters, there's a journalist. There's a soldier. There's an eccentric inventor. And then there's like a noble that that's sort of like the archetypes we're going with, I guess. Instead of inventor, I guess mechanic is more apt, but I don't know. It's a clusterfuck. Don't worry. They expound on it more later on, kind of. <laughs> so um, after the picnic, they reach the city and they start talking about like the importance of the city walls. And they they do a pan shot of the city and oh my god it's one of the ugliest cityscapes i've ever seen yeah like, so holy shit to, to part the kimono a little bit there rem uh <laughs> this whole anime for the most part was filmed uh or rather animated in a, a 3d animation software and yeah. so for the most part uh the all the like the 2d stuff is layered on top of all of the 3D animation where necessary. Yeah, and, but it's not even just that it's like mediocre at best CGI. It's also, once again, it's so noisy and chaotic. And there's just like, they show the cityscape. There's like blimps with faces on them and like a, a bunch of, a bunch of, I'm gonna call them gigantic sham wows being carried <laughs> up by hot air balloons around the city. <laughs> The city itself, it, it's it's like it's it's like a uh, a eleven year old tried to design their own Las Vegas. That's what it feels like. It's just so noisy and hideous, and the colors are so bad. I, 
Hey, now I've never been to Paris. <laughs> but for all I know, that could be a faithful adaptation from 2004's <laughs> Paris. Do you know anybody that's been to Paris? I don't think so. Checkmate. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> you you might have thought that oh Paris is a, a beautiful beautiful city. Oh no, it's it's this gaudy as fuck hellscape. So um uh they they arrive in the city right um they get to a mansion. It's a dark and stormy night. The count is on his way. Um they talk of the count endlessly as they've been doing thus far this entire show. Like, they they are really trying to establish this count as like, oh, God, yeah, he's so fucking mysterious, isn't he? Oh, man, who knows what's up with him? God damn, is he mysterious. But, like, maybe this would work if you didn't pull that in episode one where you're like, he's so mysterious. Oh, we got an invitation to go hang out with him. Let's do it. It's like he's lost a lot of the allure by now. Like, you're supposed to, like, build it up. So that the moment we meet him is something special, but you fucked that up in all the ways. Uh, so they talk about the Count for like way too long. Uh, the Count arrives and there's this weird power outage that lasts five seconds. Uh, their introductions are made. Everyone has dinner. Um, turns out uh, it, uh, one of the maids here in Al's house, it, it's Peppo. Uh, good old Peppo. Um, why? It, she's just like, oh, it's coincidence. Don't worry about it. Um, the, the Count is talking like over dinner. The Count is talking about his explorations through space. At one point, he talks about Eastern space, Sean. Um, yeah. Now, you know. he talks about Northern space and Eastern space. I get Northern space. That makes sense. We have a North Pole. Just go North from that. Yeah. And you can say that that is Northern space. Right. Yeah, no, it's not a sense. great term for it. Um, it. It probably leads to a lot of confusion a lot of the time. But sure. Northern space. Eastern space. Yeah. Where the fuck is that, Sean? Oh, you'll, you know, Rem, it's a bit to the left. <laughs> it's a bit to the left of space. I don't I don't know what you're so confused about. <laughs> it's because uh, obviously east and west, uh, we, we, we live on a goddamn globe. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can keep going east. And if you say east of Earth, from what fucking perspective? Or is it just like the cosmic east? You know, uh, <laughs> that that great concept. We all understand the cosmic east. Cosmic it, East is my favorite <laughs> um, Daft Punk cover band. Was, I love them. It, it was just one of the stupidest lines I saw. Anyway, Count eventually, he sees a picture of the mom and he's like, oh God, oh yeah, fuck yeah. That's what I fucking want. And there's like implied history between them. Uh, and then they he eventually meets the parents and he looks at the mom and he's like, oh yeah, oh fuck yeah. Uh, and that's episode three. <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, isn't that what you do when you uh, meet somebody's mother for the first time, <laughs> Ren? <laughs> like, when Hello, you met Mrs. your girlfriend's Rollins. mother for oh, the first time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, hey, you walked into the ooh. house and you're just like, ooh. ooh. So that's where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. So, uh, episode four. We have dinner. Um, the Count actually eats, which is notable for reasons. Sure, okay. The mom and the Count, they talk to one another. Um, the Count eventually leaves. There's a chat with parents. Chat with Peppo the maid. Peppo's like, oh man, the Count is fucking your mom. <laughs> um, Peppo, Peppo suddenly like has a, a very bodacious 
personality. I don't know what Peppo's deal is. I don't know why Peppo is here. Um, <laughs> I don't think Peppo knows why they're there, honestly. Like, I feel like that's a fair that's a fair statement. I don't know what they're trying what story they're trying to tell with Peppo, other than Peppo is around. Hey, look, once you finish all 24 episodes, Peppo's entire character arc is much more apparent. I would hope so that I've, after watching the entire thing, hopefully there's some arc. But right now, the character introduction has been piss poor. But that is not unique to Peppo. That applies to literally every character that I don't give a single fuck about. Uh, it might it might surprise you, but Peppo is not in the original story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Don't say, Sean. Yeah, you, you don't say that the the very feminine, playful maid who's actually a boy, uh, whether that means a cross-dresser or trans, the show doesn't give a shit about that distinction. Uh, you're telling me that that, that is, is just an anime thing? Yeah, I know. Oh, wow, it's surprising. <laughs> so, uh... At one point, Al, he eavesdrops on his mom with a, a mysterious photo. Um, the Count, as he's going home, he's chatting with some weird blue girl that he's... She's just been chilling in the carriage. She's blue like he is. Have I mentioned that he's blue? I mentioned uh, you he's have a dark not elf. mentioned that he's blue. Yeah, he's a dark elf. He's just blue. He's just a blue vampiric boy. Hey, now, dark elves can be gray-skinned or maybe purple-skinned. You, you don't have to box them all into just blue, Rem. I'm, I'm just boxing this one into blue. Uh, So, he, the Count is chatting with the girl. Then he goes to visit his dad in the Parisian cemetery. All right, we had another chat with Peppo. Um, and then some stuff with his mom. And then yet another chat with Peppo. Very Peppo-centric episode, this one, for some reason. Hey, uh, Peppo's every, character every... arc is one of the most complex ones in the series, right? I will not <laughs> have you dissing Peppo. <laughs> every interaction is just like, hey, Al, you know how your mom is fucking the Count? Your dad's probably fucking other women, too. Ha, 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 ha. Wanna fuck? What? And that's just like, <laughs> that's just how Peppo does Peppo only cares about who's fucking who and who Peppo is fucking. Uh, so there's a mysterious locked box. Sure. Um, then we see the Count and his uh, his blue girl. They are in a golden castle in the astral plane. <laughs> so I mean Alan friends, they go to the golden castle in the astral plane. They actually take an elevator down from a normal castle to the golden castle in the astral plane. Uh, and See, whenever I try to go to the astral plane, I'd usually just end up at the white castle instead. <laughs> and then uh, the Count pulls a sword on Al, gets right up to his throat, and then is like, hey, I wanted to give you a sword, so here you go. And that's episode four. What? Nothing has happened in these four episodes, and yet it's a clusterfuck. It's, <laughs> it is the equivalent of its visual style. It's so noisy, but for no purpose. No underlying reason. I, I I can predict the tweets now, Rem. It's gonna primarily be, you've missed the point, Rem. You've I, missed the uh, entire please, point. Please, please share the point, because yes, I have. I have missed the point phenomenally. I've looked around. I I have stormed the gates. I've, I've upturned everything. 
I have not found the point, but God, have I searched for it. I thought, oh, Count of Monte Cristo. It's a literary adaptation. Maybe it could be decent. Instead, I got a flaming clusterfuck that makes no fucking sense. I, what is the point? What is it? Well, Rem, it's actually a very complex story of love, intrigue, and revenge. And no, truly that's the what... normal Count of Monte Cristo. <laughs> well, they, we're talking about the adaptation, boy. <laughs> I mean, this one's about that, too. But, you know, when you take a 400-page novel and stick it into a 24-episode anime, it's going to be a bit interesting. <laughs> you got to add some things, take away some things. You got you to gotta add some Peppo in to get the proper, <laughs> the proper mix for your psychedelic, cyberpunk, futuristic uh, clusterfuck. It, it, feels, it feels like someone played Telestrations with the Count of Monte Cristo, right? But with, like, deep-fried memes were the only images allowed. And so they were like, oh, this deep-fried meme represents Count of Monte Cristo, and then someone described that, and you just repeated that process a bit, and you just end up, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. Uh, 4.6 on Crunchyroll, by the way. Out of five? Out of five. Why? <laughs> I, what's going on? You are, it's just a bunch of weebs who, who want to feel smart. Like, this, like, this is a new dynamic, because this one, it's just, I can only see a pretentious appeal. That's the only appeal I can find at all, remotely. Uh, so you're saying that they watch this show and it's interesting to them because of two reasons. One, it's got a unique art style, and two, it's based on classic literature, and you're assuming that this is the only w re w way they've been exposed to the classic literature, much like you. Yeah, that, yeah, and so they're convinced that it's good and deep, but it's fucking not. The, the only character that has been built up in these four fucking episodes is the Count, and even then, the Count who's been built up a ton, still just amounts to an edgy, fancy boy. Uh, it's okay, Rem. Only 88% of people like this uh, show from Google. <laughs> I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't see the appeal. It's... Uh... Well, Rem, maybe we just have to finish it. Maybe no, that's, that's the key. Not, no. I mean, you're already, you know, a sixth of the way done. My, my eyes cannot take it, Sean. I... It's so bad. It doesn't know what the fuck it's doing. It it has a lot of ideas. Boy, does it have a lot of ideas. Why has it decided to use the Count of Monte Cristo to implement these ideas? I could not for the life of me tell you. I don't know. Maybe because the IP was free. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. Um, it's... I, I don't know. I don't know what more I can say. I, I, I feel like I have more thoughts, but like the Count of Monte Cristo anime, the thoughts I think I have are ultimately vacuous. Wow. <laughs> oh, Rem. Oh, Rem. This, this was delightful, Rem. Oh, I, I'm glad I showed you this anime. Even if the first half of this episode was us trying not to have a stroke and die. In the first half of the episode, I was like, oh man, real worried. Uh, wasn't our best showing. Uh, hopefully we can uh, do better in the second half. As I was watching the show, I was like, I don't give a shit that the first half of the podcast was terrible. Um, if, if people decide not to listen to this one, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> Rem, Rem, we, this is one of our jobs, Rem. We have to put out good content. <laughs> they, you know, just skip this, what, the podcast episode, the anime itself, just, 
<laughs> You're telling people to skip the podcast episode at the end of the podcast episode. <laughs> you did a splendid job of that. There might be, what, another 10 minutes left with including Patreon stuff, and you're just telling people to skip the rest of that? Dylan, just... <laughs> Just at lovely editor, just just front load that. Just put that at the beginning. Let's warn. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Veto as right. lead host of this show. Fuck that noise. If you've reached to this point, then uh, then just know I tried. So <laughs> you tried. You tried to make people sad. Oh uh, God! In this case, you're just making people sad. Incidentally, by having an honest opinion. <laughs> Uh, but I suppose with that being said, Remington, the really only one thing left to ask. Any chance you'd like to watch some more Gankutsuo with me? God, no. Fuck, no. Even if I give you some eye drops? Uh, shit, no, shit broke me. I don't... <laughs> I'll be amazed if I've recovered by next week. I'm I'm real fucked up right now. That's okay, Rem. I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, good, good. And with that, thank you all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed us professionally failing constantly, then you can head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Uh, as well as Spotify, Stitcher, and honestly, word of mouth is a great uh, way to help us grow as a small cast. And if you'd like to support us even more directly, we do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus material, including the opportunity to have Remington uh, read your name aloud. But if you just took his advice, you probably skipped this part. So the real question is, Rem, who are we thanking uh, now? Uh, all right, good old bland bitch protagonist, magical girls, y'all are great. Then we reach yandere waifus who do us the great service of gouging our eyes out before we have to watch more of The Count of Monte Cristo. And on that list, we have Yamate Kudasai, Yuliana, The World Shall Know Propane, the guy that makes you say cunt on your podcast. Sorry for making you guys groan last week. Next week, I'll start trying to make y'all laugh. Snap Snips, Slambo the Slambo Chosen. Sean, thank you. I don't know when Hollow Live episode comes out, but it's easily my most anticipated. Don't rem your promise. Uh, Sean Onichan Baka Woo. Sean Seon Evangelion is trash. Get over it. Scoopy Loopy Boopy Doopy Hoopy Goopy Oopy. Say and Joey Wheeler. Hey, <laughs> it's just it's so generic Brooklyn at this point. It's so bad. Sarah yeah, Bird. no kidding. It was Salty never good to begin with. <laughs> Uh, salt, salty Pretzel, Sequoia Fay, Reverse Kismo Kismo, Remington Merrill, Remington is not a man of culture, Fox and Boy, uh, Redneck Weeb, Ready to be Isekai'd, Put out merch already, I want reasons to give you money, Mahuno Pug Tears, Lonely Geek 23, Kyle Welsh, Kitty, Kazumarako, Jax, Jacob Livingston, Inuyasha's My Favorite Cryptid, Ichigo Simp 015, H. Wood, Hanakawa, Glenn Michael Dolan, give me a few deep breaths and say, I'm horny. Ghostly <laughs> <laughs> Bishi, the Corpse Body OVA's trash, please play the game. Devin McCutcheon, Darth Pikachu, Dark Swarm 713, Danny Morbido, Cynical Witch, Christian Crawford, Cheese Banana Fish Monkey, Brent Adams, Ariel Bird, Apostle of the Church of Remington, Anime Duck, Andrew Sinclair, Andrew Rauke, Elise Howard, and Alexander Nasiensenyo. Thanks absolutely every single one of you. Uh, Y'all are great. We move on. We reach the Boy Wizard tier representing Elijah Wood and Daniel Radcliffe. On this tier, everyone is going to get a Harry Potter pet peeve that I found on Reddit. So... <laughs> 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 
Oh, so you know it's valid and accurate. Yeah, these, these, basically they're just complaints about Harry Potter. So here, here we are, folks. Um, uh, so the Brown Mamba, you are, okay, uh, you know what, this is a good one. Uh, the, the pet pe- people who think they're a bigger fan based on the amount of merch they own. Uh, I, I can, I, I can agree with that. Uh, fuck gatekeeping. Um, uh, yeah, no, gatekeeping you, you is You can awful. be a broke-ass bitch and just as much of a fan. Uh, Spicy yeah. Log Horizon is one of the best written isekai. Use the BS rule hot take. Uh, you, you're going to get, uh, Goddess Spy's complaint. When fighting, why do wizards not break the wands of other immobilized wizards? Uh, you know, that's a valid question. I mean, uh, I think they do, but just not in the books. <laughs> yeah. I uh, mean, I, how many wands have been broken in the series? Quite a few, but yeah, you know, I, I, I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. Understandable. Uh, rare Anada no Suga Soba ni Uro Yokima Manatenchi Tachi Kumiko. You are going to it. Uh, it, it it's fucking rough. Um, you're you're going to get uh the pet peeve. Uh, Harry Potter not fixing his wand in the seventh movie. The fuck Harry. Yeah, the fuck Harry. Uh. Oh yeah, they did. They did cut that bit out, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, Pilkster, the Symphogear advocate, you are going to get, uh, the, the changing and inconsistent nature of the point system for the houses. Uh, also very fair. Yeah, there's no rhyme or reason in that. It's whose line rules at that point. (laughs) It is whose line rules. Uh, Drew Carey is Dumbledore, actually. (laughs) So. Drew Carey is my waifu. I would love to see Drew Carey as Dumbledore. That'd be That'd be great. Uh, MT the Poet, you are going to get, uh, oh, okay, here's, here's a possible controversial one. Just Snape apologists across oh, the board. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, I, I, that's gonna piss off all the Snape apologists, but I get it, I get it. Yeah, no, uh, you, you can like Snape, but you have to understand, uh, not a good dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, let, let's go, Miguel Delion, you are going to get, uh, the, the, the biggest pet peeve, peeves. <laughs> Someone had to do it. Someone had to or do the it. lack of in the movies, I suppose. That's true. Uh, Lollicon John, the fourth of Cell Block B. You are going to get. I'm sorry, like three people in a row said peeves. I can't see. I've already stolen that answer. Uh, all right. Someone says uh, Harry's relationship with with Mad Eye Moody. Um, and the books they, are they, films. Oh, okay. So they they they're angry that. Harry has, like, a great relationship with Mad-Eye Moody, despite when being introduced to Mad-Eye Moody, it not actually being Mad-Eye Moody. Okay, you know what? That's kind of fair. They never yeah, I get did, it. I get it. Yeah, they never it. did address that. Uh, all right, then we have I Call Bone Drew Daddy. Uh, the lack of guns, just shoot a motherfucker. Yeah, fair. Agreed. Well, I mean, I... F- guns, <laughs> real easy killing spell right there. Boom. That is true. Piece of cake. I have to imagine Protego probably does something against gunfire, but then again, we never got to see it happen, so it's hard to sell. <laughs> uh, we have Enrique Perez Torres. Uh, okay, here, here, here's a nice inflammatory one. Uh, J.K. Rowling's LGB representation uh, on Twitter, but not in any of the actual stories. Uh, yeah, that one yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, I I feel like that transcends pet peeve though. Personally, I feel True. like that's I feel like There's that's genuine social issues. issues. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, we have dedicated sadist, uh, and the pet peeve you get is the existence of the cursed child. Also no. fair. Yeah. No. Mm. I've heard it is a great stage production, but dear God, if it isn't, it it's some Count of Monte Cristo bullshit. I'm gonna put okay. it that way for you. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
Look, man, you're gonna have to start referring to it by the Japanese title if you if you want to make that distinction, because currently <laughs> people are gonna be thinking that you're after frickin' Dumas's, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, we'll, we'll just make it more confusing, and I'll just call the anime Monte Cristo Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna so, be able to look at that sandwich the, the Monte, same way again. The Monte Cristo Sandwich made my eyes bleed. So, we actually move on to the Cory the how Shepano moves go tier, and everyone's gonna get some classical literature. So uh, everyone is is going home with with the classic in literature, starting with Uncreative Cretan. Uh, Uncreative Cretan, you are going to get. Um, you know, you're you're getting Great Gatsby. Why not? Uh, that, that, that's that a, good a good one. one. That's a very good one. Uh, you're you're feeling all nice and green. Uh, Silicon Spectre. Meanwhile, you are going to get uh, Slaughterhouse Five. Uh, oh, one of my personal one. favorites. Yeah, that no, that's a fantastic one. Uh, and finally we have Amoto Aigao Rem Oni Chan Babababaka. You are going to get uh the anime Bible. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. Sorry. You get the anime Bible. It's every, it's everything you could ever want from the Bible, but anime. So I, well, you just called anime classic literature, Rem. So good work. No, I called that. the Bible class. It's just a different style. Technically, it's the manga no. Bible or some shit. It doesn't matter. Uh, but hey, you heard it here folks, first, folks. Uh, anime can. Uh, re- mm, I'm having a strong. <laughs> Non-bonds having a strong. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Rem considers anime to be classic literature. Oof. If you'd like to contact us, whether it's for uh, question, comment, feedback, or recommendation, you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. Stay safe out there, and as always, don't fuck your sister. I'm horny. And I'm just so small, and I'm so scared. Off to the strip club.